The But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Thanks for joining me today on the first episode of But First Stretch Podcast. What better way to start off this podcast than to tap into whatever extraordinary endeavor you are doing in the year to come? And what better way to start off my year by launching this podcast? I'm so excited to be in this community with you, and I can't wait to see where this endeavor goes. Together, we can stretch our mind, body, soul. So if you like But First Stretch, please give me some shout outs on social media with your friends, like this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, however you're listening to it. And if you have your own ideas or things that have stuck with you with New Year's goals and resolutions, please send me a message. You can find me at fitfamconchi on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Instagram, Jen McCracken. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up. We're going to introduce what we will be discussing. Today we'll be examining the year wrapping up and the new year ahead. The end of the year can bring up many emotions for us. For some, it could be excitement that the year is done and to begin again fresh. For others, it could be disappointment in not attaining what you wished. For others still, it could be nothing. Another work day, a day off, a chance to go out with friends, an opportunity to stay in. In our culture, we like to set a resolution, a decision to do or not do something for the new year ahead. Forbes magazine even says, less than 25% stay committed to resolutions after 30 days. And only 8% of these people accomplish their resolutions. Whether you are someone who loves New Year's resolutions or hates the even mention of them, I hope you stay with me for the opportunity to do something new in 2020 for you. The meditation at the end will be grounding for this month of bustle and hustle and perhaps inspire you to set a goal. I love the article, Need a Fresh Start, Here's Where to Begin, by University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. Fresh starts don't have to happen on January 1st. In fact, if we analyze our lives at different points in the year, we are more effective at setting goals and actually attaining them. In this podcast, I will be using the term goals, oftentimes in correlation with resolutions. As an educator, I love being able to set goals for the school year to come. Mondays, new months, seasons changing, birthdays, could also be a chance for you to create a fresh start goal. So fresh starts are temporal landmarks that allow us to say the following. The past is behind me. I'm ready to become a new, improved version of myself. Perhaps you can look at the year ahead as a series of fresh starts, and you accomplish what you hope to. You can find the ability to stay committed to a series of goals. In fact, if you struggle with resolutions, it's more often because you haven't set yourself up for success. So in order to set yourself up for success, get as specific as you can on your goals for the new year. What do you want your new year to look like? And what will you do to get there? Maybe take a moment now, pause, 
jot some thoughts down and think about what you want in the new year. It could be professionally, it could be personally, it could be something you want for your family next year. What do you want your year to look like? And after spending a few moments deciding what you want your new year to look like, let's take a look at how we can actually get them in motion and get them working. The first thing that we need to do is make goals measurable and attainable. So for example, not measurable is something that's eat better or eat well. What does eat better, eat well mean to you? It's different for all of us. Something measurable could be, I will cook my meals at home and eat out only once or twice a week. In the past, my family would eat out, order in two to three times a week. So committing to a weekly outing is measurable and ties to eating better as homemade meals in our house are a lot healthier than the meals we order out. So if we think about attainable, if I'm cooking more or my husband's cooking more, it has to depend on the person in our situation, but I can't spend two hours prepping each night. Attainable might just be leftover quinoa, broccoli with olive oil and salt in a pan, and baked marinated chicken. Keeping it simple can really make it attainable. And that's really important. Through this podcast, I'm going to give lots of different ideas, but if you can make it simple and attainable for yourself, that's all that really matters here. Another example of a goal or resolution could be to journal more often. This is not measurable. It doesn't, more often doesn't tell us when you'll be doing this. So we need to get more specific. Commit to what's more often for you. Detail a specific commitment like, I will journal three days a week for at least 15 minutes. Find out how that is attainable for you. Look at your schedule, fit it in, and set a timer. So maybe before bed, you get into that routine of setting a timer and journaling, putting everything aside, and just kind of jotting your thoughts from your day. Maybe you're someone that needs to get up early. Set that timer 20 minutes early, wake up, and get that journal in. So again, each goal is different for all of us, but it's all about how you're going to make the goal measurable, and how you're actually going to attain it. On a side note, with these goals, it's super important to notice that if you don't have the, med- the motivation, it won't happen. So if you commit to journaling and want to commit to journaling, but you don't have the motivation to actually do it, it's not going to happen. And sometimes there's a lot of discomfort and change and growth. It's not easy. So making that commitment of eating out only once a week, that, that can be hard in a family, right? You know, making food after coming home from work, that can be really challenging. So there is discomfort. There will be change and unease in this growth, but it's worth it. If that's what your resolution or goal is, you can handle it. You can do this. The number one goal for the new year is to diet or eat healthier I don't want to focus on dieting or eating or even fitness in this episode, but the top resolutions relate to these topics. Later in the episode, I will share some resolutions that you can consider. Eating habits can absolutely be your resolution. But again, 
how are you going to measure it and how is it going to be attainable for your lifestyle what do you want to add or remove from your eating is it eating more plants how are you going to do that each week maybe start small and find one new recipe a month or maybe it's taking out a midday or late night snack what will you remove from your house or shopping list or even maybe making that stop on the way home kind of disappear to make this goal attainable. Gyms and other fitness studios become packed in the new year, which is great. How can you commit to fitness if that is your goal? Does the gym or studio offer classes you can take at home? Do they offer early morning, late night classes? A huge factor in the fall off from exercise commitment relates to not having enough time or access to gym or studio at times when you need it. As a mom of a newborn, I completely get this. My windows for my own fitness and wellness can be really tricky. Luckily, I'm able to use an online yoga studio app, Namastream, through Yoga Home. It's pretty inexpensive, and I can still take classes um, with some really great teachers. I can wake up earlier or head out late to lace up my running shoes. But as far as some other classes go, I really need to make an effort to get them into my schedule which can be tough as it also depends on my husband's schedule too. So my alternatives have been taking fitness classes that I can bring my children to. So Fit for Mom offers classes, um, stroller stride, stroller bar, and I can bring the kids. Even including kids in simple workout activities at home might be really fun. So if your goal is about fitness or making that dream to have a routine at some point in the day involving fitness. Get specific, get realistic, and make it measurable and attainable. So in this podcast, but first stretch, the next portion is going to consist of the workout. So this is going to be the meat, the, I guess, the big section of the podcast. So here... Maybe grab a pen and paper. If you're driving, if it's not a good time for you, maybe come back to this section. But right now, close your eyes. Go back to that thought and jot down everything you can think about to make your next year great. Maybe keep this piece of paper. Maybe you typed it on your iPhone. Maybe keep it close by. Maybe even look at it later on in the year to come back to what you really want. We're going to talk about some ideas that you might consider for your resolution that can be attainable and enjoyable. So one thing that I know a lot of people really enjoy doing is writing down something good that happened each day and putting it in a jar or writing it in a notebook and then reading them on December 31st. Like what a cool way to look at your year at the end of the year. And in fairness, this is one I struggle with. It's a big commitment for me. And even if I start it well, I become that resolution statistic that 8% of people only attain their goals. 
And to be honest, my journey on becoming a mom, there were some days that I couldn't write anything down. So today, instead of doing the jar notebook, I like to think about five things I'm grateful for before I go to bed. So it could be something simple like, oh, my house that keeps me warm, or my husband, or the ability to exercise that day. Just something small. This is something I learned from Lisa Lucas, who is a teacher, and she works with educators on mindfulness to avoid burnout. And it's a really nice strategy where sometimes at the end of the day and things get tough, you can kind of come back to the good things that we all have in our life. Another thing that you could do, instead of tackling the whole 365 or 66, if it's next year for us, um, day, you could choose a goal for each month. And I think this is really cool. You could set up your year. Hold yourself accountable by putting what you intend to do on the fridge or setting up reminders on your phone. So a goal for each month could be whatever is something that you need to get done in your life. Um, example, declutter January. You could focus on a different room for each week. So one room, one week, declutter. One of my friends and my colleagues at work has a no-spend February. She does it, it's the shortest day of the month, so with the exception of like groceries, she doesn't go out and buy another workout shirt or um, you know something that would be considered an impulse buy or something that she doesn't necessarily need. So she calls it no-spend February. And because she loves to buy things, it's the shortest month of the year and she loves it. I know a lot of other people do this with alcohol, like no alcohol February, because again, it's the shortest month, but it's still something nice, um, a goal that you can set to hold yourself accountable. Maybe do something in terms of fitness, like an upper body march challenge where you can do push-ups and tricep dips, like something each day, but you're focusing on one region of the body, so it's not overwhelming. It's something that can be attainable. You can set up a plan for yourself. Another one could be going outdoors, making a commitment to go outdoors. So I know as I'm recording this, that's pouring rain. Um, today would be tricky, but making that commitment five minutes each day for the entire month you'll spend outdoors. Maybe you would like to read a book for 20 minutes each day, one month. I like the idea of a morning inspiration. You can find, you know, for each... 30, 31 days in the month, you can find a quote, watch a YouTube video, read a passage from a book of worship. I don't know, something that can jetstart your day. Perhaps you tr spend a month trying something new. Maybe you spend one month without the television. I know some people do like a social media cleanse where they don't go on social media for a month. You could spend one month learning something new. Abraham Lincoln was defeated in four bids for four different positions before he attained the presidency on his fifth attempt. If you want a little more guidelines on this, I actually use Gretchen Rubin's The Happiness Project um, as my inspiration one year. I did the months with her. She goes through each month of the year and has something that you can do small that might make your life a little bit happier. And what I like about her is that it's not about where you are in your life. Like it just might be a little tweak 
that could really make a big difference in your life. So maybe give that a try if you want a little more um, structure outline with this goal for each month strategy. Maybe instead of a goal, you choose a theme. And this is cool because you can maybe do a month, you could do the whole year, you could use a simple word to define what you want from life as you make choices throughout the year on how to attain that theme. So some theme ideas could be balance, connection, gratitude, creativity, discipline. So maybe you'll find more joy balance when you aren't as busy or scheduled. A simple no could bring you more joy. Creativity, what sparks you? Maybe you spend the year, one month, tapping into any home projects, writing, painting, something that is a hobby of yours that can spark some creativity. I really like this idea of a bucket list for resolutions. I actually did this for um, before I turned 30. I did 30 before 30. So this also ties into that idea of fresh starts, like your birthday can be a fresh start. You don't have to just start on January 1st. So what do you want to do this year that could be fun or something you always wanted to do? Maybe it's watching a movie you haven't seen. I know Singing in the Rain was one of my 30 before 30. Try making a new cocktail. Maybe cook through a cookbook. Hike part of the Appalachian Trail. So this is a really cool one that you can kind of set. Here are maybe one a month, maybe 12 things that you want to do this year. You could even say, here's one thing that I want to do this year, and this is a passion project of mine. Mark Zuckerberg does a personal challenge every year. Uh, it can be something small. In 2009, it was to wear a tie every day. In 2014, it was to write one thank you note a day. In 2017, it was to have visited and met with people in all 50 states by year's end. It was pretty lofty of him, but he wanted to make a Jarvis-like computer um, technology in his house. And I also think it's really important when we look at this personal challenge that not every year was successful for him. In fact, he addressed 2018 was not successful. He really wanted to address the issues with technology and Facebook involving social media and kind of the negative aspects of social media. And he came out and said he was unsuccessful in making the positive changes he hoped he would be able to do. And it's okay for us to even step back and say, all right, we had this goal. It did not turn out how we wanted. What can we do to make it better? Another thing you could do this year is give back, something simple. Depending on your lifestyle, you can donate time, money, maybe both. Where do you go frequently? Can you volunteer with friends of the Wissahickon if you use the trails often? Can you sign up your family to adopt another family? Maybe make a meal for someone who needs it. Give money to the Colonial Neighborhood Council or a local food pantry. Also, local food pantries sometimes will take extras from your garden. So if you're a gardener and you have a surplus of food, you're more than welcome oftentimes to drop that food off to food pantries as well. Maybe this is the year you learn a new skill. Hand lettering, woodwork, a language. Keep it simple by just choosing one. 
next year you can always pick up another one kind of tapping back into the personal challenge idea if you're a real go-getter and you love resolutions or maybe this even ties into the creativity piece that you're looking for this year um, you can take a picture each day maybe it's a picture of the outdoors maybe it's a picture of your family Maybe it's a new perspective of a landmark that is near you. I know I went to the University of Pittsburgh, and one of the highlights of the campus is the Cathedral of Learning. It's this like really beautiful tower. And someone did an art project on taking different perspectives of the cathedral. So from different neighborhoods, different street angles, all 365 days of the year, and entered this into an art art challenge or um, I don't know it was just really cool to see this person's year work kind of pay off so maybe that's something you're interested in doing another option too if you're not the resolution type if this is overwhelming to you is maybe take a moment and reflect on what you did accomplish this year sometimes in the moment we miss the big picture of the great days moments and events of the year that might have slipped our mind. I was speaking with another friend this week and she mentioned how she was kind of having a rough December and she looked through her pictures and saw all the great things that she did this year. And it's things she forgot about, you know, February, June. You know, sometimes we get stuck in that one place, but we don't remember all the really amazing things that did happen. So... That could also be an option, maybe just pausing and reflecting on the year and knowing that it could trigger some emotions. Maybe it helped you grow in a way that you're unsure of yet. So maybe pausing and just taking that opportunity instead of setting a goal would be a really great way to end this new year or this old year before the new one. So before you kind of make a commitment or set your goal maybe tap into some important things that you need to do first so when we look at goal setting a lot of times there's some habits that we need to change maybe it's getting enough rest movement eating more foods that fuel your body they can all help you attain your goals it's easier to focus and you'll have the energy being patient with yourself is also really important. It takes close to three weeks for habits to become routine. Another important thing when we look at goal setting and resolutions is that consistency is really key. My husband has a running coach business and he works with people to help meet their goals. Maybe it's to run a whole 5K without walking. Maybe it's a specific time and a specific event. Maybe it's just to get into running, period. What I have found by observing, by listening, is that those who stick to the plan, those who follow the workouts and approach them when something doesn't fit with their schedule so they can reorganize the plan, those are the ones who want it and will make it happen. So it is a combination of motivation, consistency, and commitment. It's not always easy, but the growth in yourself is worth it. There's lots of formulas, books, blogs on how to live your best life possible and uphold your resolutions. But in the end, it comes down to you and your desire to shape your year in 
to what you want it to be. So just know that through the ups and downs, coming back to what you really want is the most important. And setting it and being clear will help you attain whatever it is you're searching for. So my resolution this year is to podcast. It's to tell my story and to share yours. My side resolution is to set a personal best in the marathon, which, again, growth is going to be tough. It's going to be tricky. But if it's something that I really want, I know I'll eventually get to that goal. So the last portion of this podcast is the cool down. It's the meditation. And if you have a journal or a notebook nearby, you might want to keep it near you in case you want to jot something down at the end. So this meditation is going to ground you, maybe let you reflect on this past year, and also begin to set the tone for the new year ahead. So take a moment to move the body. Maybe a quick shakeout. Gentle head rolls. You can bring the chin down to the chest. Roll out the neck. And then roll out the neck the other way. Drawing a circle in the sky with the nose. And take one more roll here before letting the crown of the head reach back up to the sky. You can bring one ear to your shoulder and the other ear. And then bringing the shoulders up by the ears and relaxing them down and away, taking a few shoulder rolls back, beginning to notice the posture here. Whenever you're ready, come to a comfortable seat. Perhaps sitting on a blanket or a chair. If you're on a chair, be sure to let your feet rest on the floor. Begin to bring awareness to the body. Notice the connection you're making to the earth. Perhaps it's your feet your sit bones. Feel the support from the earth hold you up, lift you up. Now bring your attention to your head. Relax your jaw. Relax the eyebrows. Allow your face to completely relax. You're welcome to lower the eyes down to the earth or gently close your eyes. Relax your thoughts and bring your awareness to this room, this very moment. Notice the top of the head. Feel the space between the earth and the top of the head. Now bring awareness to your breath. 
You're not trying to force anything. Just notice. Notice your chest rising and falling. Feel the lungs begin to expand. Become present in your body as you inhale and as you exhale. As you breathe, bring your awareness to your heart space. Quietly thank this past year, its lessons, how you grew as a person, and gently say to yourself, the past is behind me. Begin to imagine your ideal year. What does it look like? What are you doing? What do you want to do? And gently say to yourself, I am ready to become a new, improved version of myself. Take a breath in and exhale out. The past is behind me. Breathe in again. Breathe out. I'm ready to become a new, improved version of myself. Imagine a bright glowing circle or a ball high in a pitch black sky. What color is it? Its brilliance is captivating. The ball begins to descend towards the grassy earth below. 10. The past is behind me. Nine. I'm ready to become a new, improved version of myself. Eight, exhaling, letting go of the year. Seven, inhaling, accepting what will await me 
in the next year. Six, thankful for the lessons of this past year. Five, willing this year to come into the most rewarding experience. Four, breathe in consistency. Three, Breathe out self-doubt. Two, the past is behind me. One, I am ready to come to a new, improved version of myself. Allow your body to completely relax. Surrender to the possibilities for the new year.
very gently. Bring your awareness back into the room. Open your eyes when you are ready. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and meditation. If you have any other questions about goals and resolutions, or if there's something that you would like to see me discuss in the podcast, please get in contact with me. You can find me at fitfamconchi on Instagram and Twitter, and my personal Instagram is Jennifer McCracken. Again, if you enjoyed this, please like, spread the word, greatly appreciate it. Thank you for being in this community with me.